0: This morning we're going to talk about our Songs of Summer series. So we were spending um, some time in the Psalms uh, this year and this summer to get our hearts kind of right. Is, uh, is I felt like, as Mark and I talked about this, the Psalms really just were this kind of joyous thing, yet there are some laments and things like that, but they just kind of lift your hearts up. So as we look through the Songs of Summer, this is kind of where we landed. And uh, this morning we're going to talk about faithful love, but uh, let me pray so that we can kind of get the distractions out of our head and all that kind of stuff. So Lord, would you just cleanse our hearts, help us to put everything that's in our brains that we need to deal with after church out, Um, help us not to uh, focus on things that we don't need to right now, help your word to get into our hearts, help us just to feel connected with you and uh, that your presence is with us, Lord. Uh, We just thank you for your love as we learn about it deeper today. In Christ's name, amen. So this morning we're going to camp in Psalm 136. So if you want to turn there in your Bibles or on your phones or whatever, um, that's where we're going to spend all of our time this morning. And we're going to talk about faithful love. And uh, in some translations you'll see it says, uh, like, sacrificial love or... Faithful love, or loyalty, or steadfast. Uh, I really like this concept of faithful. Um, it actually comes from the New Christian Standard Bible. Um, they re- it, it just hit me that the idea of faithful, while all of those embody the same thing or close to it, faithful love just really hit me. So I was thinking this week, what do we mean? Oftentimes, you know, faithful is just kind of the precursor to love. So we often jump over that and just say, what is love? And before we talk about the faithful part, we'll, uh, we're will we going to talk about love a little bit. Um, you know, when we think of love, if you're married, you might think of your spouse. You might think of your kids most of the time. Um, you might think of a friend or a family member. You might get these warm memories inside. For some of you who watch Hallmark movies, you might get that picture of love that always is the same, and you can predict the ending within four minutes. Of watching the first set. I will be the first one to admit that I sit with my wife and watch them. I, I, you know, whatever. Um, My family tends to ridicule them, so I've learned not to really do that. So my mom was here two weeks ago, and Kelsey was watching one, and she's like, this is what's going to happen. And she's like, no, hush, you can't talk right now, because even though it was the same ending, right? But maybe you like those, and then we think everything's going to be great and happily ever after is what we think about with love. But we see in Psalm 136, in the refrain part of the second part of this verse, or even um, I like to call it really a song, um, God gives his love for us. He said, His faithful love endures forever. And Psalm 136 is really an amazing song that puts our hearts in a place to try to understand the love God gives. The love with grace, the love with mercy, the love with forgiveness. It it doesn't have that issue that we have as humans, right? We're sinful creatures, we know that. There may be times where we don't really show love to one another. There might be times where you don't feel loved by another person. However, God's perfect love and this faithful love is the love that only this God can give, our one true God. This psalm is really a reminder. It takes Israel, it takes creation through Israel's conquest of Canaan and all the pieces kind of in between. So I want you to think for a moment. I want you to take that word, his faithful love, and just put it in your head. And we're going to read through the psalm, but we're not going to say... I'm going to skip the refrain. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you more as a story this morning. And it starts like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. He alone does great wonders. He made heaven skillfully. He spread the land on the waters. He made great lights. The sun to rule by day the moon and stars to rule by night. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians and brought Israel out from among them. With, a, with strong and outstretched arm, he divided the Red Sea and led Israel through, but hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. He led his people in the wilderness. He struck down great kings and slaughtered famous kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. He gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to Israel, his servant. He remembered us in our humiliation and rescued us from our foes. He gives food to every creature. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. So we think about that. Think of the story that God brought through in that. In the word, when we think about faithful love, we'll see if I can say this right. Phil, may have to correct me. Uh, Can you flip the slide for me, Aria? It is Kased, is that right, Phil? Okay, however Phil said it. You know, I don't know Hebrew. (laughs) I studied it, but, you know, Phil knows all that stuff. So you can ask him how to exactly say it. Um, But half of the Occurrences of this actually appear in psalms of this word. And the meaning really is in this, the enduring loyalty rooted in an unswerving purpose of good. It could be stern and determined to discipline a wayward people, as several prophets warned, but God's love does not change. Through exile, failure, it persisted with infinite patience, neither condoning evil nor abandoning the evildoers, it is within kindness tenderness compassion but its chief characteristic is accepted moral obligation for another's welfare which has been said there is no deserting there is no want of anything different so as we think about that like it just struck me this week the idea of this contenders compassion how many times has god been patient with you how many times has he walked with you through something and loved you through it. That faithful love that is there. This psalm actually is, is, calls, for a song, uh, calls for a thanksgiving. Some psalms call for praise. This one calls for thanksgiving. Some people even re- recite it as a song. Some people chant it as a song even. It can be done either way. But ultimately, his faithful love endures. That familiar refrain which that love is that covenant, that steadfast, unchanging loyalty that reiterates a central theme of Israel's faith and experience with the one true God. So this morning we're going to go through kind of six points as we divide the psalm up and really understand what each section is talking about and how that impacts our faith. Number one, we're going to look at verses uh, one to three. The concept here is give thanks to the one true God. And starting in verse 1, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. And give thanks to the Lord of lords, as his faithful love endures forever. This was really a call to people to give thanks, that God is never far away from you. His love is always for his people. And in all circumstances, to be thankful. Often, when we are happy, we can be thankful. Things seem to be going well. Life is okay. We don't really have a lot of troubles. But what about in the times when things aren't well? Or there's a struggle or tension? Are you thankful? When you're upset, are you thankful to God? Maybe not for the upsetness, but thankful that he is who he is and that he loves you. Number two, give thanks to God for his great wonders in creation, which is in verses 4 to 9. And as we read, he alone does great wonders. His faithful love endures forever. He made the heavens skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. He spread the land on the waters, and his faithful love endures forever. He made great lights, and his faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule by day, and his faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars by night, and his faithful love endures forever. Illustrating a creation story in Genesis is a reminder that God created this anyway. It is his creation. Why would he abandon it? His commitment is shown here. And as I was thinking this week of God's creation, oftentimes we have things around us that we don't necessarily even stop and think. You're driving along the Henday, for instance, and you don't really pay attention to what's around you. You know, you go to Banff and you're there for something. Do you ever stop and just gaze at the mountains and say, wow, these are pretty amazing? Or the lake you go to, listen to the quiet. What about something as, as far off as medical advancement, even? Did God create somebody who can advance medicine even before they even know God? You know? Think about the creation that God brings. Number three. Give thanks to God for deliverance from Egypt. Verses 10. Verse 10. He struck his firstborn of the Egyptians, and his faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out among them, and his faithful love endures forever. With a strong outstretched arm, his faithful love endures forever. He divided the Red Sea, and his faithful love endures forever. And he led Israel through, his faithful love endures forever. But hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his faithful love endures forever. He led his people in the wilderness, his faithful love endures forever. God brought out Israel from among the Egyptians, leading with that strong hand and outstretched arm. He led them through the wilderness, showing that steadfast love. So what came to me this week as I was praying through this is what wilderness are you might be in? You know, it, the steadfast, unchanging love that God had for them through the wilderness. You know, a lot of comedians, if you watch any comedy, a lot of times the wilderness tends to be a joke because they, they think, would people really follow for that long? Like, wouldn't they be like on day two and be like, what was he thinking. But they did. And what wilderness might you find yourself in? Maybe you don't at this point. But ultimately, are you willing to trust in what that means to walk through that? And while they needed to walk through that, God's love for them never changed. It was still there. It still brought them along. So whatever you're facing, God's love will bring you through that as well. Give thanks to the God for giving the land to his people. In verse 17, he struck down great kinds. His faithful love endures forever. He slaughtered famous kings, and his faithful love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and his faithful love endures forever. And King Bashan, and his faithful love or King Og of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever, and gave the land as an inheritance, because his faithful love endures forever, an inheritance to Israel his servant, his faithful love endures forever. He brought kings to their knees and gave Israel land. Both as a group of people, the Israelites can be his servant. We, talk, we hear about servant in here. We know that. Um, from Isaiah 41, 8, and he, as individuals here. We are his servants from Leviticus 25. God is all-powerful. He keeps his promises, but it's in his way, in his timing. In your life, have you ever tried to force timing? Have you ever tried to make something happen? One of the biggest ones for me is Kelsey and I were on our way. We were moving to seminary, and I was determined we were going to buy this house before we got there. And, you know, you live in southern Virginia. You'll know houses are dirt cheap. People would have a heart attack if they knew what Edmonton house prices were. But um, I was determined we were going to do this. And I was pushing and pushing, and, you know, the mortgage was taking too long, and all this other stuff wasn't happening, and I was like, why is this not working? And all the time, I had this kind of nudge that was like, You sure this is a good idea? Like, you know, this isn't probably the right path, but I just kept pushing and pushing and kept ignoring and ignoring. And luckily, I knew nothing about buying a house at that point. I knew nothing about even taking care of a house. And blessingly for me, it was that God, that deal fell apart. And that was fabulous looking back now. At that point, I was mad. But um, the deal fell apart. We ended up moving into this other apartment kind of condo plex and we met some good friends and whatever. But I look back now and say, oh, it could have been so much easier. I could have just found the condo plex if I, maybe. And maybe it wouldn't have worked out that way. But the idea that I just forced it, like I didn't bother seeking God on this. I didn't, whatever. I just said, you know what? God I, you know, I want this. So are there things that you have forced or are forcing that you need to wait on His timing and what He has for you? Number five: God continues to care for His people and for His creation. He remembered us in our humiliation, and his faithful love endures forever. And he rescued us from our foes. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. And his faithful love endures forever. God is faithful in remembering us. He will rescue us from our enemies. He will bring us through trials and struggles. God shows his care for his people through his faithful love. God is that universal creator. He doesn't just provide food for israel notice in this he provides food for all he is the creator god and it's a reminder here to israel that it is and to us that it is our privilege to serve god he is not serving us oftentimes we find ourselves in trial and struggle and we think god should just take it away should just magically disappear. Or we might be in a disappointment, and we don't understand where life is. Things seem overwhelming. There's just more and more keeps piling on top, and we just can't take it. But your God who loves you is there. He's always been there. And through that, I think you can understand that he brings you peace. Uh, If you've known us any time at all, you know that our uh, kids uh, are not the healthiest children on the face of the planet. Um, They have lots of issues, and they tend to be medical miracles most of the time. And I kind of, I learned this concept of that God still loves me through it, and I can trust him through it, um, with our oldest, Jackson, when uh, he... Since six months old, he's had what we call in our household the trifecta, which is he got from me, um, which means you get allergies, asthma, and eczema, and they all go together in a triangle, and uh, they make your life semi-miserable at times. At six months, he started having issues. And uh, one night, Kelsey and I had put him to bed, and he wouldn't quit crying, and we just thought he was being fussy, and he cried to the point where he threw up. And then after he threw up, he started wheezing really bad. And that's when we first realized what was happening. So I remember we drove, got in the car, we drove to the hospital, and I walked in, and I'm just like, God, what are you doing? Why is my child who's six months old in the hospital? And then they're hooking him up to tubes, and they're like, oh, yeah, he'll spend the night and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And as a parent, those medical things tend to be terrifying. But as we've gone through life, and fast forward six years, while they are terrifying at times, they're not without trust and peace of God. Last October, um, I was sitting at my desk here at the church, and Kelsey calls me, and she says, Jackson needs to go to the hospital. And I said, okay, I'll come home. And I just thought, because sometimes he's just not doing super well, and we can take him in and be done. And she's like, no, he can't even walk. So she said, meet me at the Ms. Emergency, and you can carry him inside. So I met her there. I walked inside carrying this child. And to be honest, as an American who has never really experienced healthcare before this too much, <laughs> um, I've never seen people move so fast when I'm carrying a child that's not really moving in a hot, into an emergency room. They had him out of my arms in, and all this stuff on him and whatever. But we've learned the peace that comes through this because I remember walking in there with him and I was just like, yeah, God, you've got this. Like, we've been through this enough times. I've finally learned my lesson of trust and he did. You know, there are certain things that I still don't trust like when a nurse walks in and says, or even a doctor and says to me, yeah, he'll go home tonight. We've gone through that enough times, and I'm like, no, he'll stay an average of three to four days. You probably need to give him this, and then da-da-da-da-da. But even in the ambulance ride to the stallery, like, it just was this sense of peace that was just amazing to me. And I'm thankful that we've gotten there. And through these trials, God's gotten to use us. I can't tell you how many times we've gotten to talk to people about Jesus Or, you know, my son talks about his prayers while he's in the hospital. So sometimes that trial that you're going through, that struggle, is just as important that your light shine than it is what you're feeling. And I know that sometimes that's hard. You might feel like you just should give up. But there is something that God will use for his glory in that. And lastly, give thanks to God of heaven. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures. This psalm ends and returns to where it began. The God of heaven found in Israel's history. The God who provides faithful, consistent, steadfast love. So this morning the big question is, do you think God is faithful? Do you see him as faithful in your life? Do you see him as faithful in the plenty when you feel like you have enough or you feel like things are going really well? Do you see his faithful love or do you kind of shrug it off because things are okay? What about when you don't have enough? Maybe you don't know how to pay that next bill or something else has happened in your life. There's been a job loss. There's just something that doesn't feel like it's working. There's not enough. Do you feel his consistent, faithful, steadfast, everlasting love? Maybe when you're sad, something's just making you sad. Maybe you've lost a parent. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe somebody's just going through something that you're trying to walk with them. What about when you're happy? And you just, maybe not in plenty, but you just feel good. What about in growth and frustration, when God is stretching you? And he's trying to mold you. As many of you know, for me, standing up here is not my forte. So this is a stretch for me to want to get up here. To say yes to Pastor Mark when he says, how about you preach on this date? It's a stretch for me. In excitement, something that's super exciting, that you're super passionate about, that you super love. Do you see God's faithful love through it? Through it all, his steadfast, faithful love does endure forever. So this morning, before the worship team comes up, we're going to spend a little time praying. So if you bow your head and close your eyes for me, and we just spend some time praying to God. Oh, Lord, we just come before you. Lord, I just can't even imagine how much you love us. Your love is just so amazing. You love when, we sh- when we're not lovable at times. You love us. When we don't love others as we should, you love us. You love us through the struggles. You love us through the pain. You love us through whatever it might be, through the joyous times, everything in between. We're so grateful so blessed we watch your hand work we look back as we think of this psalm and we look back on our lives at some point and read it or sing it and think back of all the things you will have brought each one of us through through at all through west meadows through whatever it might we might find ourselves in and circumstances this morning lord i just pray for those who are hurting You're here today, and you're just struggling. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like maybe God isn't there. You just don't know the next step. Be reminded that God is there, that he loves you. He will wrap you in his arms and love you. He may not take your struggle away. You can give it to him and realize that he can handle the burden, but you may have to walk through it. If you're here today and you feel like that's you, no, no one's looking around. If you want to slip your hand up so I can pray for you, just let me know. If you're here today and maybe you don't know what, this, what the next step looks like, or maybe you are in a really good spot, may you just allow God's love to permeate you so it can infect others you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you're like who is this God he's even talking about that loves me more than a person could ever love me I pray that uh, you come talk to me come talk to one of someone about him and we can share that love that's only found in him with you Lord we just give you us as a whole we're not perfect people but we love you and we thank you that you loved us first and we can understand your love in just a little sense that it's faithful it's true it won't leave us it won't disappoint us it won't hurt us many blessings Lord in christ's name